watched the Quiet Place. Oh yeah. Well, what did you yeah. think? The movie sucks. <laughs> wow. Well, you didn't say it sucked. No. That the movie. more the more I the further I get away from it though, the more I dislike it. I watched There's it. There's definitely a lot of things that were annoying about it. And I just like, like that little girl. This movie is fucking stupid. One, how do they even have electricity in that place? Mm-hmm. Jenny. You're the electrician. Yeah, do they have a Jenny? No, you'd hear those things would come from Yeah, it makes now. no sense. Yeah, you got a point there. Oh, also, why don't they just live by the waterfall? Very true. <laughs> uh, there is also why there's still some really well done suspenseful there, moments. There is, but the also, why don't they just live in a sound studio? Yeah. Like, that's all Plus, I can think about is like, why don't they just live in a studio? Live in a soundstage. So that baby is born in what? Less than two minutes? <laughs> and not crying? It worked out really well for them. Yeah, right? Also, like, so I, was out of, I was taken out of it from the very first scene, pretty much. Because I was like, you got a mom and a dad and three kids, right? Yeah. And the mom and dad are walking in the front? Right. Why would a mom and dad walk in the front? Well, one would be at the front and one would be at the back. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. I'm like you. It's the reason that your kid's dead is because you're a fucking bad parent. <laughs> so and then Ouch. and then what you thought was here's a good idea. Let's bring another child into this world. Take that, John Krasinski. Yeah, it makes no yeah, that fucking part makes sense. No sense at all. I mean, like he would have like pushed her down a flight of stairs. I mean, it doesn't make sense now in this world, <laughs> let alone in the okay. in the world of the quiet place. So it shows him lighting the fire on on top of the grain silo. Yeah, and it shows all the other silos lighting right, up. Right. There's so there's other, other people, people, right? Yeah. But there's no interaction, I guess, with them. Yeah. Well, that's saving that for the sequel. There better not be a fucking. Oh, sequel. there's going to be a sequel, dude. Why? I, I hope the movie made like a bajillion dollars. I hope there's a squeakquel. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome back to Action Action, the podcast that sets out to watch every action movie ever made, and we put them on our list. This is episode sixty-five. Dread edition. Dread edition. Um, did you watch anything since we last? Since we last, talked? no, we're we're fucking stacking these bitches. You said so you we, watched Overlord. Well, we didn't talk about much. Um, yeah, I watched Overlord. It's a movie it's that a movie. I liked. I did like it. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I did. Um, it's not exactly what I expected. I expected to be more of a like I don't want to say a creature feature, but um, a little more on the horror. Oh yeah, horror, horror side. The horror elements are light. Uh, they're. they're <laughs> I really fucking hate Nazis, man. <laughs> like, all I could think of when I was watching that movie was, like, I really hate Nazis. Like, they're just the worst people. And I don't know, It's maybe it's because of the way my brain works. It's just, like, Nazis are garbage, and they're horrible. And, like, I can't help but thinking about, like, nowadays, like, with the same thing people are saying and stuff like that. So, like, it's like, I can't, I have a hard time watching anything with Nazis in it. Like, the same reason I have a hard time watching, like, World War II movies. Like, it just sucks me out in kind of a way <laughs> you start thinking about nazis it's just, i started thinking about how real it was and like what the great escape you can't watch that <laughs> i'm not saying i can't i'm saying i it's it it's more difficult for me to watch world war ii stuff like, mm. i don't know why it's just like a thing in my brain like i don't know maybe like some people have a visceral response to like blood or Gore or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I have like a, I have that same visceral response. You're a trigger. You're I have a, a trigger I am for, triggered. Okay, yeah. Your triggers Nazis. I'm, I'm triggered by Nazis. <laughs> like I just, I, I, I'm so repulsed by the concept that it's just, it is kind of like, I have to get over it, you know. 
But it's a good movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked the actors in it. Uh, I think I think it was really good. Oh, yeah, with uh, Kurt Russell's son is in that, right? Yeah. I can't I think of his feel, name. I feel bad because I've liked him in so many things. Yeah, he's really good in a lot of I stuff. I feel bad I don't know his name. But, Something um, Russell? <laughs> Wyatt, I think. Wyatt Russell? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, he's really great. Um, it's a good movie. I, I recommend it. Um, well, I was going to pick it for this, but I'll just watch it now. <laughs> we can still watch it for this. No, you ruined <laughs> You've watched every fucking movie we've ever done. We've all watched Dread. Uh, I watched uh, They Shall Not Grow Old. Oh, I have that on Peter my, Jackson my list. documentary about World War One. That was pretty fucking good. Um, just brutal, yeah. He, he, so it, it's like he took all this footage from a museum, uh, and like they also had audio recordings of guys that were in the war, just interviews with them. Mm-hmm. And then he like, I guess they painstakingly like colorized it so it would be like accurately colored. Oh, okay. So the first like twenty minutes or so are black and white, and then all of a sudden it like switches into color. Uh, pretty crazy. And of course, there's certain certain stuff they don't have footage of, but like, they just like you know have the guys talking about it. But man, what is fucking meat grinder? Yeah. Just well, and that's there's elements of that in Overwatch too. Overlord. Yeah. Overlord. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, like they they start off they're like parachuting in, um, to like into France because they have to like blow up a, a communications tower yeah. that's in a church, and like these fucking guys are just getting like shot up. Like planes are exploding around them, right? And then they get hit by like like ground. I don't know what the word terminology is, but like guns that shoot high enough to shoot planes. And like these guys are just getting like shot from underneath and just like blowing up. Yeah. And it's just like ah oh, fuck. Like this is this really happened. Like I don't. <laughs> it's too real, man. Yeah. Well, even, like watching that documentary, I, I felt a little queasy a couple times actually, which is something that like never happens to me. Because well, it's real. Like, yeah. and I don't know. And that's the thing. I mean, not to be like, like a morality, whatever, but like I, I have the same problem when like playing video games that are like World War Two and stuff like that. What are you talking about? You're like a black ops maniac. Not a, I, first of all, I'm not a man. <laughs> no, you're not. But, but you uh, like them all. You've I do them all. like them. I have played them all, but like I can't. I have to admit, like, I do feel a pang of guilt <laughs> when I play, like, especially the one that was, like, World War Two or World War One or whatever. Right, not just, like, a made-up war or whatever. Yeah, like, it's easy. You can compartmentalize it when it's fake, when mm-hmm. it's, just, like, this fake future thing. Like, I don't get any joy out of, like, reliving the D-Day. But don't you want to shoot Nazis? You hate them so much. <laughs> no, I would rather they just go away. <laughs> I don't want to deal with Nazis. Just like you should, it should be the villain should be from that like fake South American country from Commando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just make them from there. All the villains should all be from there, or like vaguely like Russian. And then you could say, "Let's party, Bennett." <laughs> What's the other movie that that's uh, that's in? Die Hard Two. Oh yeah, like no, yeah, the, the country, the fake country, yeah, uh, yeah. It might be more than one other movie. I think there's a couple. Yeah. Uh, so dread. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Did you watch anything, James? No. no. You didn't watch anything between when we recorded Demolition Man? No, no? just uh, Quiet Place. That's all oh, right. Quiet Place. Uh, I also watched. Um, oh, is that going to make it in? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know what James does. He's the master. Watch a little movie called Earth Girls Are Easy. Fuck yeah. Watch that movie for the first time, like 1995, 96. Yeah. KVOS 12, bitch. Never, never saw it before. No. This is one of those movies that I thought I had seen, and then I started watching. I'm like, I I haven't seen this. I don't don't remember any of this shit. Hmm. You You got your Gina Davis. Yep. Jim Carrey. Yes. Damon Wayans. And uh, Jeff Goldblum are your three aliens. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad and weird as fuck. Yeah. Like, even for an 80s movie, it's really weird. Like, there's all these musical numbers in it. And, like, I don't know. They seem like Gina Davis gets made over to, like, try to get her husband to have sex with her. And, like, they do a weird musical number for that. And then, like, the aliens do weird sing, singing. And yeah. It's weird. I watched that movie. It was, like, on... We didn't have a, like that many channels growing up, right? So it was like fucking mid nineties, yeah. early nineties, somewhere in there. It was on like channel twelve. Yeah. And I mean, when you got nothing else to watch, sure, of course. Um, you end up watching Earth Girls I mean, Are Easy. It, it's very eighties for sure, but it's just so fucking weird. Like they crash their spaceship into her pool, and they are oh, like they all have like different colored fur and stuff, and like faces. Mm-hmm. And then she takes them to her friend who's a, who's like a hairstylist. Yeah. And like they shave them and then they just look like regular humans. Oh. <laughs> but even though they were like orange and blue and shit. Right. Um, and then they don't speak the language. So then they watch TV for like an hour, it looks seems like. And then they can speak English. Like not very well. Because aliens are smarter than us. <laughs> and you know, they, they're looking for babes and stuff. Do you so believe in aliens? They're in the valley. for babes. Dustin? That's what they say. Do you, Do I I'm pretty sure James doesn't. Do you believe in aliens? Uh, I'm open to the possibility. What the yeah. fuck does that mean? I mean, means the, I'm, the agno- I'm, says, agno- I'm agnostic about it. The Bible says that you cannot be the both hot Bible and cold. Says. <laughs> the Bible says. The Bible is all it has to the say. The worst about sin aliens. is riding the fence, Dustin. Yeah, it's true. So you're like, you fine. If I had to pick a side, I say yes, there are aliens. Like living, like like smart aliens. Like, well, live. I don't know about that. I mean, like fucking not like a plant. I mean, like shit that could come here. I'm gonna know. say yeah. There's aliens. Get oh, the fuck shit. out of here. You yeah. don't believe. Yeah, yeah James yeah. doesn't believe. Yeah, that. there's totally. Aliens. Uh, let me just put it this way. I want to believe. Oh my god. <laughs> I'll tell you this. <laughs> I will say that um, I would. Act, I do want to believe. Because, like, Diana and I talk about this all the time. Like, it would just fuck everything up. Like, everything would be, like, nothing would be real anymore. What do you mean? It would be a test to our faith. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like dinosaur bones? Like dinosaurs. You Um, know, oil. Oil, yeah. (laughs) Um, Wouldn't it be crazy? Sometimes (laughs) I'm driving around, like, for work, and I'm just like, man... Wouldn't it be cool if they just like showed up? It would just be like nothing would make any sense anymore. Like people I mean, would be like burning fucking priests in the street. <laughs> you lied. You lied, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to mean priests. I mean like all of them. Well, I can't Jesus be the savior of the aliens too. <laughs> have you ever read the Bible? It's very clear. It says no aliens. It says it's no on aliens. the cover. Wait a minute. Have you ever read the Bible? <laughs> I read. I read sections. Big fan of Revelation. I've read that bad boy a couple times. <laughs> I've read uh, I've read like half of it. I skipped a lot of the Old Testament. That shit is fucking. You don't want to read about who begot who? No. Skipping, skipping, skipping. <laughs> yeah, is that like Exodus? Get to the good stuff. Song of Solomon. Yeah. Oh, that's the breast like 
fawns. <laughs> Which is something I think about. Yeah. <laughs> no, I always like the rest are just like a fawn. Ecclesiastes was always my favorite <laughs> book of the Bible. Yeah. Yeah, that was the one that was like everything's bullshit. The fucking matters. Yeah, yeah, Ecclesiastes and like super isn't, Lam- isn't Lamentations? Lamentations like, like that. It's all like nihilistic. Like, uh, like, Whoa, is me. This life up. is fucking bullshit. <laughs> fucking gives a shit. Uh, fucking burn it all. Nothing's good. It's better to what is it? There's like it's better to cry than to laugh because no, never mind. Anyway. I'm pretty sure they're like burnout don't fade away. I think that's <laughs> that's in there. Yeah, that's in Exodus one one. I think. Uh, it's better to burn out than fade away. Yeah. Moses. <laughs> there was John the Apostle that said, uh, Ah, there's a three headed dragon. <laughs> he said, Let me hit that. I got I to gotta write a book tonight. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right, enough Bible talk. Let's talk about some old school biblical justice. Yeah. Well, this is pretty eye for an eye. This is uh, this is dread. I think it's pretty biblical. I think this is a. <laughs> I didn't change the thing. And we'll be right back after Dustin puts the words on the thing. And we're back. Dustin's put the words on the thing now. Now we know what movie we're talking about. We have an easy. Uh, we're in the studio here. We have a whiteboard <laughs> that Dustin's job is to upkeep, and he didn't upkeep it during the. We, you're, giving, you're giving him the real behind the scenes. I'm going to give you a behind here. the scenes. You know, this uh, we're doing back to back episodes today, and Dustin was a little laissez faire with his you're ruining the illusion again. <laughs> oh, God damn it! You know, give him a peek. It's not right? magic, people. It takes but some small modicum of effort s- to make effort. this thing. <laughs> it takes two hours to watch the movie, an hour to record the podcast, and. God damn it. We deserve every <laughs> 10 followers we get. This is all I got in my life, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Dustin's, uh, he hangs his hat on this fucker, right? <laughs> I'm not saying uh, I don't blame him. I'm saying, like, when I, at the end of the podcast, I really do ask you guys to tell a friend. And I'm asking you to tell a friend because... I'm asking for a friend. His name is Dustin. He really needs you to <laughs> tell somebody. But this week we watched Dread. All right. Dread, 2012. Petey Travis. Petey, Petey Travis. Yeah, Pete Travis was the supposed director of this film. Carl Urban. Olivia Thurlby. Lena Headley. I, uh, when I first time I watched this movie, uh, I thought it was Parker Posey. Oh, you thought she had been the villain? Yeah, well, I, had, that, I, that, I could see that. I did not know who Lena Headley was. Or Hed- Lena Hedy? Hedy? Hedy was. At, no. ooh, don't say Headley. No. Uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> uh, she's a freaking... Uh, I know who she is, but I didn't know who she was. Cersei. Yeah, but I didn't know who she was in 2012. Game of motherfucking Thrones. Was Game of Thrones on in 2012? Yes, it was. It was already on. She uh, filmed this movie in between shooting seasons of Game of Thrones. Oh well, but fuck, it's, not fuck like she, it's not like she—it's not like she was. <laughs> it's not like she was like famous. She wasn't Parker Posey famous. No, she wouldn't. No, she wouldn't do no. Wouldn't pulling no Posey money down. <laughs> I like Parker Posey. <laughs> Me too. She's great. Absolutely. Parker Posey would have been good in this movie, though. She she could have been as, great as Carl Urban's character, Judge <laughs> as Judge Dredd, <laughs> not as Mama. No, as Judge Dredd, <laughs> Carl Urban should have been Mama. <laughs> it's a real role reversal. I like that. 
Could have done a lot with that. Jason Sudeikis as Mama. I think Parker Posey could pull off that like lower Frowning. lower lip thing than he does. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, there's a lot of good things to talk about in this movie. Let's just give a rundown of what the the plot is. I, I guess this is, your, this is your pick. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I guess we're living in a future again. Do we have a year? Oh, I can't remember if this has a year at the beginning of this. It's in the future. It's one of those dystopian fucking everything's gone to shit things. Yeah, and this is like the whole East Coast basically is like one giant city called Mega City One. That's the East Coast? I didn't realize it was the East Coast. I assumed it was the West Coast. I read something about it. That's my West Coast bias, you know? It's assuming we're making movies about (laughs) us. Um, Yeah, so I mean, it's like everything else. Like, the future is so bad, even though like everything gets better. But all of a sudden, it's it's always going to get... In the movies, it always gets worse. RoboCop... Dread. It's always worse. It's always worse. Um, Cobra. Co- God damn Cobra. <laughs> Cobra. I gotta get me my Cobra in there. Cobra's not set in the future. Pretty sure Cobra's set in the yeah. 80s. <laughs> and the 80s were horrible. Well, that's the thing. You go look back then, it's like, oh, the crime is off the charts. And that's why we need guys like Cobra to fucking deal yeah. with it. Yeah, so now, now in the future, also, crime's off the charts. So we need Judge Dread. Yeah, except for crime is going down. Not in the future. It's fascist bullshit. (laughs) Anyway, so we live in a fascist state in which the the judges are uh, literally judges and executioners. Yeah, so they're cops and police. Yeah, so they're cops and judges and executioners. Uh, Yeah, it's like a fucking uh, it's a conservative's wet dream, pretty much. Yeah, it's just um, pretty much. It's just like angry men. Killing indiscriminately. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's based on a comic book from the UK. Pretty sure, pretty sure it that it came out. I'm pretty sure it came out during the Thatcher. Yeah. Okay. Years. You know. I think everything makes a lot of sense then. Yeah. It's just funny. I think there's like I think there's two very uh, definitive ways to look at stuff like this. One is the way we look at it, where it's like this is like a fascist wet dream, like of the future, like that isn't going to happen. Like, it's just like this, like, what could be. And then there's like, there was a lot of people like, yeah, fucking one day. <laughs> one day. One day. It may not be my kids, but my kids' kids will be judges. <laughs> <laughs> Doling out justice. Well, I think, I think some, at least the comic book, I think was supposed to be like a commentary on well, the, that know, the, kind of yeah, but usually the thinking. Be- yeah, I well, I guarantee you it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't guarantee, but it's one of those things where you know, like, it's a commentary, but at the same time, people read it because they still do like the idea of this yeah. judge character. It's like people reading Watchmen, being like jerking off to Rorschach. Right. It's a you, you, it's <laughs> a fun character to read about, even if you don't think like it would be a good idea in real life for a character some, like that to exist. Some fucking neckbeard that's sitting there being like... Yeah. Neckbeard? Oh, you, you don't like neckbeards, huh? If only I had an oppor- <laughs> opportunity. Just give you a chance. Dispense some justice. Well, we've already got some of these, you know, stand-your-ground motherfuckers out there doing this kind of thing. So This is true. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, the whole movie pretty much sets up, like, uh, if you've seen... The raid, you kind of have the same premise for this movie, uh, in a sense. You, yeah, I mean, it's a very, it's almost very identical. similar plot. Yeah. yeah. Now, I will say, um, and I'll get into this maybe a little bit more later. We'll talk about it later. But uh, yeah, so it's it's 
It's the raid in the future with a lot more guns than, lot more than guns. martial arts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Judge Judge Dredd and Anderson, who's a rookie. Yeah, so he's taking her out on her first first day, yeah. To first, test, test her, uh, see if she's worthy of being a judge. Taking her for her first spin. <laughs> she's making a lot of judgments about how to proceed. Right. And uh, i got to be honest, I really appreciate Judge Dredd's, uh, the, the trust he gives her. And the the her his ability to allow her to like truly make a choice, make a choice, and, yeah. and show her skills. I mean, Judge Dredd is actually a pretty good stand up character. Well, once they get into this situation, which is that they go to this giant fucking apartment building, which is like almost a town in it's, itself. It's right? one and a half to two kilometers high. Yeah, it's right. two hundred stories, and so like tons yeah. of people live in it. And there's like different sections and like different levels of it's basically poverty a city. or yeah. So. Um, it's a, it's, they yeah. get locked in basically, yeah. And they're gonna because they're gonna interrogate this guy who works for Mama. She's a big drug time drug dealer. She gets the building shut down. Is that Kay? Kay, yeah, uh, Wood Harris from uh, The Wire. The Wire. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, Avon Barksdale from The Wire. Uh, Rest in peace, Avon. And so, but he's still, I like how now the pressure's on. Mama's like, hey, anyone in that lives in the building, same as the raid, right? She's like, yeah. if you kill the cops, then I'll give you all this money or whatever. Um, it's so pretty even, much exactly like the yeah, raid. Yeah, it is. And it came out the same fucking year as the raid. So how bizarre is that? Yeah. But So here's the thing. I gave, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I like, you were, t- you were talking about Judge Dredd, how he's testing her. I like that once the situation is like, you know, shit hits the fan uh, and things are getting crazy and their lives are really at risk. He never like loses his cool at all. And he still continues to act as if it's just like a regular training day with her, <laughs> even though true. there's all these people trying to murder them. I really like that. No, me. and actually, I I have no bad things to really say about the character of Judge Dredd as like how one dimensional he is. Like he, he kind of does show who he his character, I mean, to be more than one dimensional, I, I should kind of eat my own words here, but like he, he gives his like rookie the opportunity to make her own decisions and like follow through on them. And like, I trust you. Let's see how this goes. And it actually is kind of cool to see a character do that. Um, the last movie we did, uh, was demolition, demolition, man. man. Um, the first, the first interaction that Sylvester Stallone has with Sandra Bullock pretty much is um, they're going to get into a car together um, mm-hmm. and Sandra Bullock is the d- person who normally drives in her situation with her partner. Um, what's his name? Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. And then as soon as she's about to get into the driver's seat, Stallone's like, no, let me drive. Let me drive. And it's like this real show. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it, I appreciate the fact that this movie actually does these like little subtle things that are more subversive than you think they are. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's actually a, like a really big thumbs up, like for <laughs> yeah. this movie. I just like how he never breaks character ever. Like at any point, no matter how crazy shit gets, he just he's Judge Dredd and he's going to continue to do his job. He's going to continue to frown. <laughs> yeah, he's going to frown. He's not going to bend the law even a little bit. He does at the end. What when he says that she's good to go for being the. Uh, no, there's that. He bends the law there. Uh, he also um, allows her to bend the law. 
she kind of comes back. She claps back at him. But um, when they let um, oh, they let the Domenhall, the techie guy go. Yeah, yeah, because he was a victim. But she says, "I read his mind, and he was actually just a victim." But guy. that doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the reason that she, he, the re- her justification was that it's her responsibility as a judge to dispense justice. Right. She makes and a judge. She, she makes and, a judgment. And she made, yeah. But he lets it go. Yeah. I could see another movie where if it like, was him judging the situation, he might not let the guy go. Right. His heart. He grew, wouldn't. I think his he heart grew uh, three sizes in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> he is the Grinch of crazy cop killing sons of bitches. Well, he's like, it's, it's very black and white, right? Yeah. It's in a world where it's like, oh, you know, the crime is rampant and everything's crazy. And and above all of that, um, they allude to the fact that uh, of all the, they're all called judges, all of the, the cops. Right. But um, of all of the, uh, of the judges, Judge Dredd is like a mythical. Right. He's the most hardline. He's the, I mean, he's the best. He's like, he's. Mm-hmm. He is Judge Dredd. He is like pure. Yeah. Um, like we'll get into when uh, the bad, the four bad judges show yeah, up. Some, the dirty judges. Yeah. They show up and they they make reference to uh, how pure and good and how he's like held up it within. I guess I don't know Judge HQ. <laughs> yeah. So I guess because Mama paid them off basically to come in. Oh, was a million a million credits. Yeah. And, yeah. Because we don't, we don't know how far that, that we don't know how far that goes in this society. We don't have money. Presumably in the far, I guess, for them to do it. Because you get the idea that well, no, like, Judge Dredd says that's judge. it. Yeah, he does, doesn't he? He says like, that's a million credits. He's like, that's he's it. like that's it for four split four ways. Split four. Yeah, it's only two hundred fifty thousand credits. Yeah, it's like a cup of coffee. We don't know, but maybe that's his judgment as a guy who would, like you know, he's thinking of it like. That's all you, you know, that's all it took for you to switch. Yeah. If he said like, if he said like 1.5 mil, he would have been like, <laughs> well, I fucking guess. slice me in. <laughs> 1.5 million credits. That's a lot of fucking credits, yeah. boy. <laughs> buy myself and buy myself two new TVs. <laughs> I don't know what a credit was worth. Buy some slow-mo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the other part of this movie. It's, it's mama. Oh God. What a stupid mama. Mama is uh she's dealing a new synthetic designer drug right that they manufacture right in this building slow-mo now i have to assume this is a way for them to work in their sweet slow-mo camera work and tech yeah well this was uh, this movie came on 3d so i think a lot of this stuff has to do with Uh, how it would have looked in 3d that makes that makes way more sense here's the thing in 2d it's kind of lame yeah like I like the idea, like how they they kill the drug dealers, kill those guys that betrayed them at the beginning, um, by giving them some slow mo and then throwing them off this really high balcony uh, into yeah. the center courtyard. So then that like, their light, their death, like it takes like for them, it feels like a really long time before they hit the ground. Right? That's I thought a, it was cool a cool idea. idea. But it does kick off a problem for this movie, which is too many exploding heads. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yeah, too I, many explo- There's no such thing, sorry, there is. as too many exploding heads. Hey, I don't know. I love I love me violence. <laughs> I love me some visceral, bloody violence. But <sighs> James has just completely gotten to me, I think. James yes. has like worked his way into my head. <laughs> and it's the same problem I had with fucking um, Commando and all that kind of stuff where it's like, it seems lame 
just to shoot people from a distance or or to have like that big like head explosion and stuff like that right like i want that visceral like what's wait, wait what's hand, wrong with the head explosions hand, i don't i don't understand cuz it's it's fine th- at this point but there's a lot of bullets that blow up heads later on in this movie there's a lot again of, what's the problem there's with that? a lot of like slow mo of you know bullets going through someone's face and stuff like well, that well no this this with, is more of an interesting problem because the cg blood is is my biggest complaint about the movie. So maybe that's what it is. I just I just like at a certain point I was like, all right, this is gross. Oh really? Yeah, I'm like, oh. It, well, I I know what you mean because I mean, the night comes for us. It's way, it's gritty, it's dirty. Way, it's in was, your face. I think this movie it's, is gritty and dirty. I think the problem is the violence itself is good in this movie. When you get a bullet that goes through a guy's face and comes out the other side and this big bright red cartoony splash of blood comes out in slow motion. That looks terrible. And I have to assume that the blood also was designed specifically for how it would look in 3d when it came out of there, you know, flying out of the the screen and shit. But that part is the one part of the movie that takes me out because I think the action is actually pretty good. I think it would be really cool if it was like practical like you know I agree so maybe that's what it is maybe I was, I just didn't want to see that it just looked fake and it looked just like more to gross you out than to be like like once again we're watching the raid or we're watching uh, the night comes for us it's it's gory because it's like that oh fuck like I can't believe he just did that instead of like I think that's I think that's true of those movies too, though. Like m- most of that stuff is to be like, oh fuck, I can't believe you just did that. Yeah, I, but you almost but but with that, it's way more believable. Yeah, like I mean, it's okay, like you're like, actually seeing that's what it would look like, or that's what it would sound like, and it's more visceral. Yeah, but it's also six near, years newer, so the CG blood, for example, in the night comes for us. Looks a lot, a hell of a lot better. Okay, but let's than flip. the CG blood. Wait, in that's CG. Yes, but let's <laughs> most of the time. Actually, there's a bunch of really bad there's, CG in uh, the night comes for us. Yeah, but uh, if you, it's, but it's not as noticeable as yeah, as the yeah. stuff. In it's this. not. If you flip back to the raid though, yeah, um, like the raid is so great because it has like incredibly disgusting like heads, you know, getting stomped in or whatever. But it just is like so much more kinetic and like. You're a, it's a yeah, part. well, because it's all it's mostly hands on, right? And I think that's the difference. I think that's the shifting thing that I'm talking about w- w- when I say James has got into my head, where like James is like talks about how a lot of stuff is boring now, like to him. You know, he, like John Wick is like what he likes or whatever. I'm gonna speak for him, but it's like this like hand to hand combat shit, and then it's like one person, it's a person doing something to another person. And I think that this movie relies a lot on like a person standing on one side of a building and a person standing on another side of the building and then getting shot. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there is stuff like that. And there's also a lot like a lot of the shooting scenes are far more close in. It is. And there's and there's a big variety of types of ways of shooting people in the movie. And I'll I'll go back to I'll go back to my commando argument where it's like the end scene in commando is great. If you just deal with the scenes that are like the smaller parts, like when he's in the shed. You know what I mean? He's like throwing. The shed like, is undoubtedly the best part, and it's like I still it, get a lot of amusement it, out of this. It's of, stuff of like him that. mowing hundreds of people down. Yeah, and that, that, but that's because he's a, like a superhuman. But that stuff just mutant. doesn't really work. So Judge Shed. But that stuff just doesn't really work for me as much. Like I just don't. This isn't my thing. I mean, we're all gonna, coming at this from different perspectives, and I think the more and 
I mean, we've watched 60 some odd action movies at this point. Um, I'm starting to get a pretty good idea of what I like and what I don't like. And the first time I watched this movie, I, th- I, I remember liking it more than I liked it this time. But I think I'm just getting, I'm getting sick of like the scene in which he's locked in. Uh, the uh, uh, Dread and Anderson are locked, like blocked in on like, one level. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Where they're behind like the the wall. It's all getting shot up. And it's getting shot up. Yeah. So like they're they're in the Oh, with like the they get those big like mini guns that they set up. And yeah, and it's like that stuff is just like I'm tired of it. Like it, oh, man, I really like that part. I didn't it, like it because it, there's so much there's so many bullets flying through. They're like taking out an entire like floor and, and, and killing true. everyone else in the path. They're, in their but path they're killing it. Everyone except for they don't even touch these two people, <laughs> yeah. or these three people, and like it's like that kind of stuff where it's like, at least have one of them get shot. Yeah, get mm. injured. At get least. injured. Like it. And well, Dread does end up getting injured towards, but the not end. in that scene in which everyone dies. Mm-hmm. I Every, mean, and also Lena, uh, whatever Hetty, Hetty uh, is like. If you see her, she's like, "Give me a turn," and she's like holding the gun. The mm. minigun, or whatever you call it, and like just firing, like ooh, I'm firing this gun, and then it shows. Wouldn't like, you want to turn on the on. on the minigun? Hold on, <laughs> a second. I know I would. Hold on, a second. It's she's shooting the gun, and she's just like doing it, like no problem. Then it shows this beefy fuck who's like holding another gun and like waving it around, and his arms are like shaking, like you can see the muscles, like like just like vibrating, right? And it's like. Oh yeah, like that just takes me out of it for some reason. Hmm. I know it's nitpicky, but it's just like yeah. I mean, that kind of detail in a movie like this doesn't, li- doesn't bother me at all. I like, get it. I understand. You yeah. understand me or him? You. It's like it's. I know it's nitpicky, but it's just like if you're gonna have a world of just like com- constant violence and like guns and explosions, like own all of it. I mean, yes, but it's he, not like it's trying to be a hyper realistic movie or anything. Well, he is supposed to be this mythical uh, judge, right? Mm-hmm. So he's—it's it, like he's supposed to be this unstoppable, never get injured, always going to get his guy, right? Type of yeah, guy, which is a type that we've seen in a lot of lots of movies, right? It, it took another judge shooting, like him getting injured in that scene I just felt like you went through all that shit and that's where you get yeah but that made that, that totally makes sense to me because the only people good enough to get him are other judges but it was such a cheap like he's behind the wall he's got nowhere left to go he's cornered he doesn't have any bullets left in his gun I know but he's finally every, like cornered in this one spot every mm-hmm. other spot where he's cornered he has a way he has an exit plan but I guess for just this, I mean, I get it why they made it so that the other judge would be the one that would injure him. But I don't know. I just. He still manages to kill oh, yeah. three of the four judges and then Anderson kills the last one. Right? Yeah. Uh, to me, that part made sense. I mean, this is a movie where it's not one of those movies that's like, you know, it's not amazing to me. I'm not like, this is one of the best action movies of the last 10 years or some shit like that. It's just to me, a solid action movie. This is only the second time I've watched it, but I I think it's just solid. Like it's good without being fantastic. Right. I guess for me, it's, it's more believable to have, you know, a guy like Arnold 
play a role where he's unstoppable, mythical person than for a character like this. Yeah, well, like, Dread, Dread, we don't, I mean, we don't see his muscles or anything like that. He's just, he's not like a giant guy or anything. He's, he's just like a, he's just like a well-trained dude in a, right with like a really cool gun that does all these different things and stuff. I think what I'm saying is I just more. I questions about that gun, by the way. More mm-hmm. that it's, when Arnold's in a movie, I mean, maybe not so much now. Cause well, he's, he's Arnold. Older, but it's you just. Know, you automatically know that he's like. Yeah, when he's in a movie. You expect him almost to, you know, not get injured, like, like kill, all the kill way. everybody, <laughs> do you know all the things that are incredible, superhuman, right? And that's the stuff you expect and want to sure. see. Yeah. Can I ask one question about like about that? Is because I have this problem too, like with like obviously I've, I said like people not getting shot and stuff like that. Is Arnold the only actor that can actually pull that off? Not getting With, shot without you like hating him. He was. He's probably one of the, one of the only. Like because S- Sylvester Stallone, I'm like, oh, he can't get. He's not, he doesn't get hurt because he like because he's a bitch, he's a fucking bitch, right? <laughs> like, like Arnold, I'm like, I I buy that he like doesn't get shot because he's Arnold. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. And if he does get shot, like he like tapes it up and it's like no big deal like he like shrugs it off I don't know like Arnold does get that pass for me not even as a, f- a fan of him but like he's like the only I think actor that I can like give that pass to hmm. uh, I do like when he gets shot by the cop here and then like you see he's got like that gaping wound through the stomach and then he's got this like the med sealant kit. stuff and yeah, the, the staples cool. like suck together like, like I thought that was pretty cool um, we haven't talked about Anderson's telepathic abilities at all they don't really set you up to understand that at, at all well they allude to there are mutants in this world who yeah no muties who, yeah who have abilities but she's apparently like much stronger as a psychic than most which i guess most of the mutants are have some kind of physical deformity it's like that total recall situation again right right I guess that makes sense. Right, where most of them look like something's wrong with them, but then you get, you know, not to say anything bad about mutants. I don't want to, I don't want to offend the <laughs> mutant community. <laughs> don't want to offend any mutant heads out there? Yeah. Muties. I don't want to, uh, okay, if there's any self-identified mutants out there, we are a, we are Tr- a, Trigger warnings for mutants. Ha- ha- yeah. <laughs> we should do trigger warnings before our podcasts. <laughs> Uh, at this point, if you're still listening, <laughs> you probably don't have too many triggers. Oh, come on. <laughs> trigger warning number 95, Nazis. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like my only trigger. <laughs> um, but but they do, they use it kind of in a couple of cool ways in this movie, her, her telepathic. Like, I like the stuff with her and Wood Harris, and he's trying to, like, fuck with her, and, you know, doing juvenile shit, like imagining himself having sex with her and stuff like that to like try to throw her off her game and she's not really like you know she's undaunted by this yeah i thought that was actually a really really good scene and then Um, he does find something that does get to her it doesn't actually show us what it is he just kind of like says something about it he's like so yeah i know how to fuck with your head or whatever and she gets upset and like points the gun at his head 
Yeah. Um, and we don't know what it is. So, but presumably something. I think that's fucking re- terrible. <laughs> super, but that's a really, really smart decision to, to not show. To yeah. not show. Absolutely. Uh, I think that a lot of other filmmakers probably would have. Let's show the extreme thing. Because uh, like, yeah. well, no, because they. Yeah, they they go as far as showing her like about to suck his dick. Right. Yeah. And she that's when she pops up behind him and is like, I you know, I own you or whatever. Yeah, and then we don't see what he what she really makes him think about either, because then he ends up pissing himself. Yeah. Whatever it, she makes him go through there. It, like it's mentally. just such a smarter thing because I didn't want to see that arms race. Of like between the characters, like how bad can it get? Yeah, like I don't think that was interesting. I don't think it would have ended well. Like I don't, you wouldn't have believed it, and also it just it wouldn't have worked. So to just like let it kind of exist was, yeah, it was a good it was a good way to go for sure. Oh, we talked about briefly. I mentioned that Pete Travis Travis is like the supposed director of the movie. Yeah, why did you say that? Oh, was, I've been waiting. <laughs> You've been waiting with bated breath. Bated breath. I mean, that's exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, well, I was reading and uh, and uh, Stallone Alex, Alex, directed it. No, yeah, Stallone <laughs> directed it. Actually, they he was like, Stallone I still have in. the rights to Judge Dredd, and uh, I'm gonna do this. Actually, I wrote the book. <laughs> I wrote the book that Judge Dredd. I came up with the character. He does do that. Yeah. He makes people change. Yeah, he the did the novelization of Cobra, right? Fucking idiot. <laughs> Apple um, great motherfucker. But yeah, so this Pete Travis guy, um, I don't know, it's not totally clear, but uh, but Alex Garland wrote the script. So this is the guy from Rolling Stone, right? Who gives all the positive <laughs> reviews to everybody? Yeah, it's him. Uh, you know Alex Garland, though. He did Ex Machina and, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, and Annihilation last year. Yeah, yeah. So he wrote the script for this. Um, oh, I didn't know that. And supposedly he actually also directed the movie. Uh, there was some tension during the making of the movie and during the editing process Pete Travis apparently was locked out of the editing room but Alex Garland was allowed in and he apparently did a lot of the oh so we had and then a, he, at one point he wanted to be the like cited as the co-director of the film we had an American History X situation yeah um, and then like in an interview like just last year Carl Urban said that Alex Garland actually actually directed the movie what's so, Pete Travis ever done not much uh Look him up there, James. Hey, Jamesy. What do we got? Project Blue Book, that new uh, Alien or Aliens Are Real TV show Vantage that's on. Vantage Point? The fuck is this shit? Oh, Vantage Point. I saw this movie. It was with um, the dude from Lost. Uh, what's his face? Mark Hamill. No, the main guy. What was his name? Jimmy Schmitz. <laughs> Matthew something? Broderick. <laughs> You're so helpful. Fox. <laughs> Yeah, that's it, that's it, right? Matthew yeah, it Fox. Is Matthew Fox. Yeah. So this was this. This is one of those. Um, this is the, like a Rashomon style. Uh, uh, this thing went down in this public. Uh, yeah, attempted assassination. Yeah, and so then it was like all these different perspectives, and who's the one who tried to do? Oh, this? I totally oh, remember. I remember that. this. It was like it went. Forrest yeah. Whitaker, I think, was in. Yeah, it. I remember this. I never saw it. I did. I did see it. Oh my god! I think that's basically like the one other thing. That this guy has directed that's like a real All you movie. do is be like, oh, I saw it. Yeah, okay, we get it. You see everything. I'm not, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. I, I'm not it, bragging about the fact that I saw like I saw the film Vantage Point like starring Matthew Yeah, Fox. It sounds like you're bragging. You're like, oh, I fucking saw it. It's no big deal. I saw it. It's no big deal. I had a fucking two hours to burn. If anything, it's not self-deprecating. Get, <laughs> not getting I watched this fucking movie. I was like, I'm not going to get these hours back, so I might as well just watch Vantage Point. Might as well just watch Vantage Point. <laughs> it's one of those movies that gonna, I'm pretty sure I saw with my dad. We're all going to die anyway. 
my dad was like, hey, what are you doing, Dust? You want to go see Vantage Point? And you were like, and I said, sure, Dad. Gee, Willikers, I'd love you, Dad. Like, no, let's watch. Tomb are you Raider. paying? We're all in a ne- <laughs> we're in a never-ending spiral to death. We might as well watch Vantage Point. <laughs> might as well watch Vantage Point. Fill up some of that time. Nothing, nothing means anything. <laughs> oh, we could get into some real conversations here. Vantage on this. Point. Uh, <laughs> slow mo. It's a drug. It's a drug. You know what I Don- don't... Donald Gleason apparently uses a shitload of it because his eyes are all fucking yeah. red No, 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 no. <laughs> he has fake eyes. Oh, is that what it was? I thought he was like supposed to be using the slow-mo. She, she, no, they replaced... She like crushed his eyes oh, out yeah, of yeah, him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah, but then he does seem to be using it a lot because his eyes get perpetually redder and redder as the film goes or on. Or is it just the fake eyes are really irritating? <laughs> They're itchy. <laughs> They're dry. My fake eyeballs just. Uh, well, you know, they have to get that stuff that you get from like the like the eye doctor, like clean your glasses. Like you have to get that stuff sprayed on your. It's fake just like eyeballs. having like really bad pink eye, but like all around your ocular cavities, like in the inside. It's and like the back someone and shit <laughs> in your fake eyes, and you're trying to clean it out. So it, are his eyes supposed to be some kind of camera lens or that's something? What it, it that's right. It shows it shows them like kind of zoom in and out, like they can see see all kinds of shit. I don't know. They should have probably played with that a little bit more, because all he does is sit in that room and look at computer screens for them for the most of the yeah. movie. Yeah, I think that they could have done more with that character, but they don't really do much with any characters in this movie, other than. Um, I think they actually do a surprising amount with dread for the limited they have. You get a lot across with a little work from Carl Urban. Yeah, there. Uh, Anderson. I wish I really understood her story. I don't. Well, I think you get more from her than almost any other character in the movie, but you still don't really know. Like, you kind of want to get a bit of more of a back picture with her, which we don't really. It's just like, oh yeah, she's gonna try out. She actually kind of failed her test by a, a couple points, but because she's like a super she's psychic, a we want to we want to use her. Yeah, but why does she stop, even want to stop using that term? Why does she even want to do it? It doesn't really say. Yeah, why. we don't get a, we don't get an idea of like why she wants to be a judge or. Whatever. I don't. I want to address Dustin's uh, challenging problem? me of using the word beauty. Um, until a beauty appears, I will use the word beauty. Yeah, in like two years, we'll be like, oh, it was a different time. Oh, my God. I know. It's going to be like me. You could call people muties. What am I, 36 (laughs) right now? It's going to be me at 34 just apologizing for everything I've ever done. (laughs) Um, I did like the one. kid's a (laughs) mutie. I did like the one kill where uh, it's at the beginning before he takes her out on her her tryout day or whatever, he goes to stop that crime in that building. That guy gets away from him. That guy fucking kills everybody. Yeah, and then he shoots that. He says like hot shot or whatever, and it shoots that like yeah, but okay, but thing he, and, like melts his head, and yeah, goes like, into his mouth. Fucking flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, like he <laughs> he does he, does have that vibe too. That guy runs in and he just kills people indiscriminately. Yeah, like in that mall. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a crazy what's world. Your point? Man. It's a crazy world they're living yeah. in. God damn it! <laughs> this is why this is why you can't take away people's guns. Mega City One is no fucking joke, man. So is that supposed to be, you said this the East Coast? That's what I read. Apparently, the, the, like, basically all the major cities of the East Coast are just combined into one city. So there's like... After some shit went a down thousand at some point. Co- 2,000 kilometers of... 
It's like the Rio City? de Janeiro of America. I don't know what Rio de Janeiro is It's a place like. with like million, like 30 million people live in that one city. This is like, I've like, you know, probably hundreds of millions of people Don't live in this city. Millions of people already live in New York. It's like the most, one of the most populated cities. Sao Paulo has more people, I think, than Canada. It's one city. Well, Canada doesn't fucking count. Our country is <laughs> like, <laughs> our country doesn't count. We're like, there's like 12 of us here. There is. There's literally like 15 people as skidoo and drive, igloo. I can drive down streets for like hours and not see another car. Yeah. <laughs> and then I see someone be like, oh, hey. Yeah. There's, nope. there's Steve. All right, well, let's just talk about the end of the movie uh, when he catches, finally catches Mama. Oh, yeah, we can talk about, can we, I want to talk about favorite scenes. Do you guys have a favorite scene? Well, I just said when he shoots the hot shot in that guy's mouth and melts his fucking That's head. That's your favorite scene? Well, I don't know if it's my favorite scene. It's my favorite kill. That's a good kill. James, do you have a best kill? Um, not really. Cool. Um, <laughs> that was pretty, I mean. Bringing his A game. Not my favorite kill. I thought it was kind of, like, interesting that they... Gave Mama the yeah. They gave her the slow mo. The slow mo kill. Yeah. Um, he says, "You got anything to say in your defense?" And then she doesn't say anything. And he says, "What does he say?" He's like, "So noted" or something like, like that. It's like yeah, noted or see in Hill Cersei. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Incestual bitch. <laughs> He's like <laughs> refers to what she does in like another show. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's fucking gross. Like, well, I mean, like, he's got really high morals, eh? She's, I like her. I wish that they had done a little bit more with her to solidify uh, her as the main villain. I think the that they wasted her. They, yeah, I agree. They she could like they they were like okay. So here's the thing. I'm gonna give you a scar. Uh, <laughs> a little crazy. We um, see like a little bit of a flashback from because she was previously supposed to have been a prostitute. I think they should have done more into being like how did she become. Well, there's like a quick flash of like she rises up the ranks, but it, it really is pretty. Yeah, I think sketch they, they could have done more. I would. I'd, I'd also like to see how how Dread becomes Dread. Well, that's the prequel. <laughs> When's that coming out? Not. It's not happening. It's happening right now. What let's, do you mean? No, is there this. still talk? Let's put this on paper. Okay, for a long time, people were trying to get a sequel made to this, like fans, and it just kept not happening. And then I heard they were going to make a TV show of it. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I'm not looking it up. I could see it working as a TV show. Yeah, it could be cool as, a, as an ongoing. And then you and hey, then you'd learn, you'd get to learn some of that back stuff. Where's right? our John Wick TV show? Yeah, that's coming too, apparently. The Continental? Yeah. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> that would that be good. good. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, thinks about it. Yeah, I want that. Yeah, that sounds good. I'll, I'll have that. Let's rate this movie. Let's rate this fucker. Um, James, you go first. All right, so my reactions is seven overall, six point six. I'm the same as James, seven and six point six. I give it straight sevens across the board. Oh my! I think it's a God. solid in most respects, seven. but not gonna light your world on fire probably. And because it came out the same year as the Raid, and they have the exact same plot, it's really hard not to say, oh, which is better? Obviously, the Raid is fucking better. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a totally solid action movie and pretty enjoyable. 6.7 overall. That puts it tied with 30 True Lies and 31 Speed. Okay. How are we going to do this? Who wants to go first? Hmm. I think it should go behind Speed. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I might, well, I don't know. I think I might like it a little more, more than Speed, but Speed is classic. You know, it's a go-to. True Lies, those, those are just more classic movies than 
than Dread. Devil's Advocate, I'd say that Dread kicked in a new way of doing these kind of movies. How so? Uh, I think it took things a little more serious. And it did the, did the, it did it in more of a non schlocky kind sure. of way. Well, it's not from 1994, right? It's, yeah, um, I'm just saying it's like it kind of ushered in like a more serious, good, like and higher quality action film that really wasn't there that much before. Would you? So where would you put it ahead of both of them? I'm not, no, I'm not saying I wouldn't put it ahead of Speed. There's something Speed is a special film. I think like maybe it's because of the time and the, the. I think the cast has a lot to do with hmm. it, but I'm just saying I think that. I was going to cut down Dread a lot before we started it because it, w- it didn't live up to my expectations. But I think that in the end, I think I, I really do appreciate it more than I thought I would. Yeah. So you went down on Demolition Man and up, oh, on, and de- yeah, up on Dread? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Even though I do like Demolition Man's like overall premise. But Dread, I think, yeah, I think it has a lot more going on under the hood than... Uh, <laughs> Than you would think and a movie like this would. And I've, I mean, I'll admit for like the fucking thousandth time that I haven't seen another action movie, which I've never watched Judge Dredd. Like, we'll, we'll get to it. So you know what I mean? We'll like, get to it eventually. <laughs> then you'll see if we had done the double feature this week, you would have appreciated the hell out of this We movie. would have watched four movies this week. And we would have watched two Stallone movies. For this podcast. He's like, no, no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I need to watch something on my own. Yeah. All right. So, what are you? Where are you putting it then? Oh, I'm gonna put it behind speed. <laughs> totally worth it. Uh, what are we doing next? So next, we're gonna watch um, John's favorite actor, Vin Diesel. Sweet. In Fast Five. Yeah, we're gonna this, du- we're gonna jump straight to number five. This is pretty oh, much you have to. This is like, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast is pretty much like my most hated actors podcast. <laughs> What's wrong with Vin? We'll talk about it next. week. Everything. Talk about it next episode. Stupid fucking head. <laughs> Cue ball mother. You don't like mutants. You know you got something against bald guys. Uh, yeah, muties. Yeah, muties. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to Action Action. Um, if you like us tell somebody but uh, give us a rating on iTunes or Spotify or whatever the, whatever you whatever you listen to this on check us out on Instagram and uh, we'll see you guys next week